I was wandering through town trying to say hello. I was trying to say good morning to someone, and that's L2. And I just had a brain we rewire, and I hit R2 and just shot him in the face. And then the cops were after me, and it was a mess. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, listening to everyone talk about it, all I know is that you just accidentally kill people left and right. <laughs> yes. Uh, and do things you didn't mean to do, yeah. <laughs> Oh really? I, I haven't seen a cat yet. I don't think. Yeah, well, they're normal. Cats Except a mountain lion, and I did not try to pet the mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> That's technically a cat. Yeah. Are you gonna do uh, Pokemon? Pokemon. Pokemon. The new Pokemon. Am I gonna play it? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> it it looks like Pokemon Go, right? That one. Uh, yeah. I don't really. I don't want to do that. I want a real Pokemon game if I'm gonna play Pokemon. Yeah, but you get like a Pokeball. That you could like click. I don't know. Can you throw? Are <laughs> you me, supposed to throw it? Give me a full ass Pokemon game on my Switch, and I'll be happy. That's all I want. I think you can still fight people mm-hmm. like in normal Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I think like the whole capture thing out in the wild is. Dude, I haven't even. I, I haven't really looked at it that yeah. much. Are you gonna get it? No, I'm not. <laughs> I did Pokemon Go for a while, but yeah, I don't know. I usually need more like story driven. Stuff that's just yeah. like wander around and do stuff. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> Give me a goal. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, like Pokemon Go. I I got a battery for it. I was like walking way too. I got really fucking fit, just walking everywhere. Not really though. <laughs> Not really. You're, yeah, 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 no, no. I was also smoking it at the same time, so it was, like, <laughs> it was kind of counterproductive. Um, but yeah, no. Like I've been looking at that, I, and it's trying to figure out if i want to do pikachu or eevee but it's really eevee because there's really only one choice mm-hmm. it's like it's the, the two choices yeah that's really weird but like eevee it, you can get a pokemon that comes to different flavors like yeah you can't do that why would pikachu. you choose pikachu i mean because it's pikachu you don't even want his evolution ever yeah right you kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways hi everybody how's it going hey what's up welcome back to the devcast giant devcast the giant devcast because it's giant uh i'm dan hey i'm will and this time we're joined by somebody new this is laura on the team hey guys good so uh what do you do again (laughs) (laughs) what do you do here uh that's a good question um i do front end for giant bomb oh cool so uh that's pretty much okay front end changes from every job i've ever been in sometimes it's just html and css sometimes it's javascript sometimes it's like fucking php and all this other crap added in what what's the line for you uh so i do html css and javascript cool okay um yeah and then i guess the front end team it's Right now, it's a couple of people. Well, like dedicated. So the line blurs a little bit. Um, but yeah, two dedicated front end people. So we have Laura and uh, Regina are our two dedicated uh, front end folks. Um, they're the ones we, the only ones we trust with, you know, doing our proper CSS work. Um, and then uh, we have a lot of people who can do JavaScript work and, you know, some people who can fiddle in CSS. Um, though, and, like myself, and anytime I write any CSS, it basically has to go in front of Laura or Regina <laughs> so they can rip it apart and make me do it right. Um, but yeah, so the line does blur a little bit, but Laura is um, actually pretty much the main architect of all of the Giant Bomb redesign from a style and most of the JavaScript perspective. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big project. Yeah. Uh, wait, how long have you been here now? It's been a while. About a year. 
Okay. Solid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And gosh, yeah, we've been working on this for a bit. I mean, like engineering wise since most of that time, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't actually know when we started. Time is a blur. Uh, time is a flat circle. Um, I don't know when anything happened, but um, yeah, you started designing that even before designing like wireframes before that, right? Yeah, those were the dark times. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like you got maybe like a couple of small projects, and then you got thrown into basically like the biggest shit that we've worked on in years. Yeah, I think um, basically at the start of this year, I started laying laying the groundwork for this as far as kind of restructuring some of the styles. Yeah, and probably getting super pissed by all the garbage that's been written. <laughs> yeah, so basically our uh, method for hiring people is hire them, uh, give them a couple little little projects here and there, and then throw them into the deep end completely, and uh, and and it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Because oh wait, what that's was... not how we that's not how we always do things, but that's just how it happened. Often enough, <laughs> yes. Like I, I think you joined and you were working on the wiki. Yes, like I yeah, I, they immediately threw me into redesigning re. Rebuilding the entire wiki, so yeah. that was the thing. But that, that only took a couple of months. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, but uh, giant bomb redesign. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I I think we'll start um, by just sort of going over the state of the new site and where it is, and then um, you know, then we can go into our uh, main topic, um, which, uh, judging by the front end person uh, here, we'll be talking about front end work um, and CSS, uh, fun stuff. Um, but yeah, so the site has been out. Um, it was out as of the last podcast. Uh, we recorded the last one the day after it went live. Uh, so we've got, you know, a week's worth of, or more, a little bit more, um, of live time, uh, under our belt. And now we're just taking feedback and addressing things, uh, bugs. We released a, a pretty massive, um, pack of fixes just today. Um, and, uh, I figured we'd just go over that list real quick, um, uh, I, t I tweeted out some of them, but uh, but I think it'll help to go over them here. Um, and yeah, so that list it basically is a ton of Windows fixes. Uh, Laura, I I, <laughs> I feel really bad because basically Laura had to take all the bullshit fixes, like all the hard <laughs> ones. Like, hey, on Windows eight, Firefox twenty seven or whatever, like the scroll bar appears or some shit and she had to fix all those right yeah yeah the hardest part was just the all the different browsers not playing nice with each other so <laughs> right yeah she, she was basically playing whack-a-mole right like yeah. you would fix the scroll bars in firefox and then try in safari and it would look like garbage yeah yeah there <laughs> there are some issues with safari um <laughs> I, I swear at some point we're all like can we just fucking not care about safari <laughs> just a little bit uh, no offense to you, Safari, but um, please don't. Please, sorry. <laughs> um, but no, so uh, I think a lot of all those features fixed, and there's no, there will never be any more. So it's all good. No, uh, that that was a complete lie. Um, yeah, that, that's how the web works, by the way. We fix, fix it, and it's done. Yeah, we fixed a lot of them. Uh, a lot of the weird scroll bar stuff. A lot of the weird styling on Windows devices, because uh, we develop primarily on Macs. So, sorry, uh, you know it's. PHP. Like Dude, that's no, no, no. We're, we're living that. life to the max. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we, we fixed a lot of those issues. There are still some out there um, and we'll continue to look at those um, as they come up. But I uh, keep posting in the bug reporting forums and stuff if you keep seeing weird style shit because, you know, we're not on, on the site every day in, on a PC. So um, sometimes we'll miss that stuff. But uh, so that was a big chunk that went out uh, this week. Um, in addition, uh, tons of changes to continue watching. Um, so a lot of people have been 
you know, voicing strong opinions of that stuff. Uh, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, the continue watching system just was not built originally to do everything it's being asked to do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we realized that as soon as it went out, it's like, oh, this, this was a cool little feature. And then people are like, no, I want to use it, but it sucks. <laughs> um, so we had to like, oh, okay, I guess we should actually build this into a proper feature. But I mean, like, that was the thing. That was one of those projects I felt like you or somebody built and you were like, man, it was, it's just kind of like a nice to have sort of thing at the time. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it was way before the redesign. I, we had continue watching data and I just finally built a front end for it. Yeah. And I did it as an engineer and like, didn't think about how humans use it. Um, so that was my problem. And, and we, everybody thought it was cool. So we're like, Oh, we'll build a continue watching carousel on the homepage. And then humans started to use it, um, more and more. And we decided we needed to fix that. So <laughs> among other things, you can now clear stuff from that list. Um, the next episode of a series you're watching will automatically appear once you've finished the previous one. Um, and you can clear that out if you want as well, if you don't like that feature, but, um, we found that's easier or that's cool with, you know, series. If you want to continue watching a series, just like Netflix does basically. Um, you know, so that stuff works, and it just works better in general. We fixed about a half dozen bugs in like episodes appearing, being out of order, sending you to the wrong one when you click on it. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff, um, you know, increasing the time window of when something's considered done, you know, cause not everybody gets to the last 30 seconds of a video, it turns out. Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff fixed there. Um, and you know, we're still working on it. I, I actually have another set of things, fixes coming out for that. That'll happen. But, um, other than that, I'll, I can just go real quick through the rest of the list, but, um, you know, uh, links to episodes, links to ep- episodes of a show uh, were sometimes taking you to not the version you wanted. Um, So the way we tried to design it was if you're watching a premium video version of a podcast, the next time you watch the Giant Bombcast, it should bring you to the premium video version, right? Because you've decided that's your preference. Uh, That was broken. So that is fixed now. Um, What else? Uh, Going directly to a show URL was like jumping you to a random place. (laughs) Like if you clicked on the quick look show from the homepage, it would jump you to basically some random like quick look like six months ago because it was, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it was my dumb mistake. Just wait, wait, wait. was this like what you did with the random button? No, it was not. No, it it was not random crap leaking over, but it was, uh, there was a loop that went through your continue watching to see if you left off on a show. So if you click into quick looks, the show, you should go back to where you left off. Right. Um, oh, but, uh, I didn't put a break in that loop or a return in that loop. So I looped through, found the last one you watched and then just keep, kept going and found the very first one of the, of that stuff, that show you ever watched and gave you that one, which, yeah. you know, Hey, it, that, that was a one line fix added a return statement. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. uh, so that went out, um, uh, download buttons are now appearing everywhere on all videos and podcasts. Uh, was it like... Was it missing on particular ones? Yeah, it was missing on stuff that wasn't attached to a show. Um, and that was just oh, okay. something, something we missed. Okay. Um, and uh, full titles are now appearing in way more places. Um, you know, Giant Bombcast colon 516 or whatever. Uh, sometimes it was just playing 516. Yeah. Like 
GB Infinite, for example, you would be voting on like, <laughs> you'd be voting on a date and like nothing else, like no title. It's a good date. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, that's all fixed now. Well, and what's funny is that like, that was a fix on top of a fix because we originally had the show title and the episode title like appended in one field and we wanted right. to dislodge those for a lot of reasons. Yeah. We talked about that in the last episode of the Giant Devcast. If you go back and listen to that one, uh, the episode episode where we talked about how we had to split those titles up. Um, and we just missed a few places where we were n not reappending them that where we needed to. So, um, that's just a short list of everything that just went out. So all that stuff should be live. There's a couple other small ones that, um, you may notice are fixed, but, um, and then in the next couple days, we'll have another fix going out and we can go over that one, uh, later, but, um, that'll have a, uh, I think that has like a dozen other little fixes going out, um, including, Things like uh, the popular videos thing doesn't really make sense right now. Um, we have a complete fix for that and actual popular stuff will start appearing in there instead of stuff that was popular like a while ago. <laughs> you know, oh. it, there's there's some mix-ups there. Um, and, and a bunch of fixes for the video player. Um, uh, keyboard shortcuts on the video player are weird right now. Things like that. But uh, that code is all ready and being tested right now and will be released very soon. Um, but yeah, and we'll, we can go over, I'll, I'll tweet out again and, and we'll talk about it in the next episode of all the fixes that went live, but yeah. Like, is that going to be something that's this week though? Cause yes, I okay. am very, I am very much pushing for that to go this week. Um, okay. because we're going to be off for Thanksgiving on Thursday. So I want to be that to be in tomorrow or Wednesday's build. Yeah. And that'd be, that'd be super bad if, you know, we'd be like trying to fix stuff while eating turkey. Yeah. Or yeah. Like so I want to try and get that out tomorrow. So we have a day of making sure it works. So okay. Cool. But yeah, that's kind of the state of the site. Um, we'll uh, basically just keep working on it. Like we have a we have a bigger list. We're trying to work on the biggest stuff first, and then sort of work our way down. So um, if you mentioned a bug in the forum, we will get to it. Um, if we haven't yet, and uh, we'll be working on this for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, a little while. Not to worry. Yeah. We're not done. Yeah, I mean, like the, the the team itself, we work on multiple sites, so sometimes yeah. we have to you know go and work on something else, but. Kind of all depends on what's what's shaking right now. Right. Yeah. I know. Like you know, Laura's had to jump over to some game of the year work. Um, you know, yep. Dan's already designing the next big thing. I'm sure. And uh, you know, so but yep. we we basically always at least have one person fully working on Giant Bomb like fixes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So we're still going, still chugging along. <laughs> so yeah, you want to talk about some. Fucking CSS. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, last week I think we talked about um, sort of the back end of how you restructure a site that's based on video that was originally kind of a blog, basically, and how you restructure to fit things into shows and, and make it easy to find old content and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think we wanted to go a little bit more on the front end side in case we have, you know, listeners that are more on the design or not design, the uh, front end side of development. So uh, that's why we brought Laura in because uh, Laura knows way more about that than um, any of us do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is exactly why I don't write CSS anymore. It's because a professional walked in. Um, but yeah, it, like it's funny because when we first started, um, everything was a mess back then because it was like, Things were almost halfway written into this new format, and, but never finished. Yeah, and I I don't even remember what before. Like. Uh, me and Dan even got here, um, kind of just before I think. I'm not sure of the exact timeline, but um, 
this pretty ambitious project to restructure the CSS of all three of our sites. Well, four at the time. Uh, that was back when on gamers was still a thing. Um, <laughs> it's a little more off gamers now, but yeah, rest at, in peace on gamers. Yeah, rip. Uh, you can go to the Wayback Machine and and see if you don't know what we're talking about and check out ongamers.com. But uh, it was a, a failed foray into um, uh, like League of Legends coverage and well, esports in general. It oh, not failed pre-successful. Yes. Well, I think it's post-successful <laughs> at this point. It's not online anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah. Um, basically the you know that was back when we talked about this a little bit in i think our first episode but um back when design and front end was kind of one group right the designers were the front end people um and as such they really didn't have enough time to undergo a massive restructure um so essentially what we had was gamespot had been migrated and redesigned and built into this new um sort of paradigm of of just file organization and you know it, it's built in sas um and all the sas files were essentially copied into a new directory structure and reorganized and changed while leaving giant bomb and comic vine with the intent of going back and on gamers with the intent of <laughs> going back and re building them into the new framework um but you know as some of the best plans ever this one just kind of got put on the back burner because the design people had to go design other shit and didn't have time to go back and like do maintenance work. Um, so the result was we had two copies of basically all the SAS on our site. Yeah. And oh, that was super messy. So, okay. The project ended because the person who was working on it ended up leaving. Like that was right, just kind of like, yeah, I guess was... and it was the sort of project where we could have picked it up, but we kind of didn't know the mindset of the person that was working on it. So it was like, it was a few hurdles to get through, but at the same time, it became significantly worse because anytime that somebody would add in new CSS, it would either be on one side or the other of this like weird. Yeah. It, yeah. It, we were in this situation where it's like, oh, there's this style bug on the forums. It's like, okay, I went and fixed the style bug works. It's like close the ticket. Oh, but I didn't copy that to the giant bomb copy of the forums SAS and the bug still exists, reopen the ticket and do it again. Like it was just a disaster um, yeah. and, and still kind of is a bit of a disaster. We'll get there in a minute. But yeah. um, so this is the like, that's how we came in to the site. Uh, we didn't attempt to fix it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we just made it worse. <laughs> um, so much worse. Initially. Um, and then, you know, years and years later, fast forward to now, where we're going to start redesigning Comic Vine, uh, the Comic Vine homepage. Yeah. Um, and you know, Comic Vine has gone through a bunch of evolutions. It, they wanted to focus the site more on wiki, less on editorial. Um, so we had to resign, and we kind of took that as an opportunity. Um, you know, Laura was on board at this point, um, at least at least yep. towards the. No. Were you, you were on for the very beginning board, of that, yeah, yeah for yeah. the very beginning of that, right? Yeah. Um, so we were like, okay, we really need to clean up this mess, um, and we need to do it in a systematic way, as we redesign all these sites. Um, so that actually was your first project, right? Your first big project outside of like fix little bugs, right? Uh, yeah. So we first started by looking, just kind of like taking a look at what we had, like you said, and then a big, a big part of what we did is that Regina and myself definitely sat down and thought about 
how other people would be able to use this and kind of like what you're saying, like not have one engineer's mindset for how we build it, have, you know, a better idea um, that we both agree on that the whole team will understand. So it's not just like one person's idea implemented that no one else understands where any code goes. Um, so that was the first step we even started with was how are we going to organize this and how are we going to find everything that we need and allow everyone else to find it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it basically you, you never want as, as a relatively large engineering team, you never want one person to be alone in doing something massive like this, right. To doing a SAS re-architecture or anything like we learned that multiple times. Like we learned that with the wiki <laughs> rebuild, like, I, well, at first it was me and Joe and then Joe left. Um, and then it was just me who knew the giant, the wiki redesign, like for two years as I was like slowly working on it when I could. Um, and we've learned that time and time again. So I think this time we, we actually were like, no, two engineers, you sit down, you figure it out together <laughs> and <laughs> write that shit down. <laughs> so we, we are all on board. Um, so that's kind of sort of how we started. Right. Um, and then, and then sort of went on from there. Um, but yeah, so the CV homepage happened. Uh, we released that. Uh, it, we say CV homepage. It wasn't just the homepage. It was also the menu system and various other pieces here and there, right? Yeah, and I think it it actually is a bigger, as far as getting the structure laid for Giant Bomb, it was definitely a, a bigger project. A lot of what we did for the CSS on CV actually applied directly to Giant Bomb. So right. it was a lot of laying laying the groundwork and getting getting everything set up. Yeah, you weren't just like building the homepage, you were building the framework or basically the framework we built the rest of the of Giant Bomb on, right? The Flexbox like classes. Yep. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, how how the div should be laid out on the page, how, you know, how the masthead like the menu system works. Like that's that was all built as part of that. Um which was honestly like we were a little worried going into that, you know, from like a management perspective of like, hey, we're re <laughs> like to management that looks like, hey, we're rebuilding the Comic Vine homepage. Why is it taking two months? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys should be done with this already. It's like, no, it's trust me, this will pay off later. <laughs> um, and that's a hard thing to say to your boss's boss sometimes. Like, trust me, it'll pay off. <laughs> but but thankfully, <laughs> like the people here are super cool and they understand that. Like you know, uh, a lot of people here have been around engineers and, and big projects for a long time. And they understood like, no, we're laying the framework, like this will pay off later. And it did. Yeah. And I feel like those two parts, two major chunks of it too, that at least from what I saw is, um, one, the technical aspect of having to restructure, like all the different like files and like how you write it and how we do all the classes and everything. But the other side was having to deal with me and like, constantly asking, are you sure you want to make this decision design wise for this thing? Because if we do this, we have to do it everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, things like how we did all the, like the typography, the buttons, like mm -hmm. all those like sorts of details saying, uh, okay, we want to have like this module on comic fine. Cool. Are we going to put it on giant bomb? Can we like abstract this out? And it was like, I think that's part of how it slowed down a little bit. It was just like ensuring that we were going to build something that we could reuse rather than having a bunch of one-offs for each of the sites. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think it was, it, it was a, the real first test of, I can design and engineering properly work together and understand what each other's getting at. Right. 
like when you know when you would go to Laura and say like hey this this button style looks cool or like this new module looks cool she'd be like right you'd be like no that well you you it looks cool but like you already established this paradigm over here and you know to do this different in code would take a lot more work it's just right? asking a lot of why yeah yeah it's yeah it's yes we've established established this pattern over here why why is this different and you know, it's the question of, is it impactful for a certain reason or um, are we just having fun with it and <laughs> maybe we should reconsider? Yeah. And every single time we're like, the button over here was square, <laughs> but this one is rounded. Like, yeah, uh, it was a lot of that. And every time that you ask, I'm like, oh, actually, what if we just kept with the same yeah. button? And I think that's a really okay. hard thing to like, I think with a lot of people that can be a hard thing to work with the team on. Like, how do you not hurt someone's feelings when you're just like, no, think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, think about how, you know, or, or I don't know that it's a, it's an interesting problem, like with people, but I think in, in our group, it worked like, you know, you were not ever like, well, no, my design just looks cool as shit. Like build my design. You're like right. understanding of like, no, we're, we're trying to establish, you know, and you, you went along with that and all your designs really fit into that for the most part until sometimes we had to start implementing them and like little things here and there had to be adjusted, right? That's very flattering. <laughs> so flattering. A lot of it was like, man, are you really wanting to do this right now? No. I'm like, okay. But I think that's the core has to be a, a team that talks to each other and like, you know, Laura and Dan sit right next to each other and like she can just sort of lean over and say, hey, Dan, what did you mean by this? But, you know, like, what what does this mean? <laughs> um, which I think really helps. And, I, you know, I, I've never really worked with, like, I, I've had some design teams who were, like, just throw things over the fence, like, go build this. Yeah. Um, and then you build it, and it looks to spec, but, you know, it it can bite you in, in different ways further on, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why we don't do that. <laughs> So yeah, so then um, the, so yeah, CV homepage went out and then uh, we started, embarked on the like bigger giant bomb piece of things. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Uh, before we g jump into that, I guess we want, sort of wanted to talk about, um, you know, what, why we decided on the tools we decided on, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different ways to write CSS. So you can just write raw CSS. Um, what we had before was SAS. Um, and then what we decided to go with in the end for this final, like re new structure of how everything works, we decided to go with SCSS. Um, and then, so Laura, what was like, what was the conversation like when that first, when you guys first started discussing what framework to use? Um, so I think the conversation kind of started around compass and whether or not we were going to continue using it. Um, just trying to get some of the the savings by getting rid of um, SAS and switching over to SCSS. So I was kind of looking into if that was actually a good decision from the front end. And overall, you know, it seemed seemed like a good decision. And, you know, also just kind of personal preference of the front end engineers was that we would prefer SCSS. So it, that's, you know, kind of a big part of it too. <laughs> More like semicolons and curly braces. So that's why we did No, that's yeah. not the only reason we did it. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a bunch of, so, you know, CSS uh, is is the output of this, right? Uh, SAS and SCSS are just, you know, pre uh, 
they they just compile into CSS, right? It's just a pre-compilation, like you know, it's it's just shorthand um, for something that eventually gets output into CSS. So you have to compile SAS and SCSS into CSS. Um, and we found like our SAS framework was a beast, and you know, co between Compass and other you know mix-ins and all this crap we had added in, uh, our SAS was slow and it was cumbersome and it was hard. You know, we have things like Jacket, which determine, um, you know, what is considered critical versus non-critical CSS. We have all these things built into this, um, and it became pretty complex and slow. So if you, you know, usually you don't think of like, oh, I have to build my CSS, right? If you're just doing websites like you learn initially, it's like, no, CSS is just there. It's that you deliver it to the page. But um, for us, our structure, it's all built into separate files and directory structures and includes, and it just took forever to build and it was slow. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, part a lot of that was Compass and a lot of that was just all the plugins. So we like wanted to start fresh, um, get rid of some of these old technologies that in a lot of cases weren't supported, right? Like you, run into, you ran into a lot of SaaS support issues. Well, not like I, just stuff they weren't updating, maintaining, yeah, right? Yeah, it, we ran into some stuff that it didn't look like they were updating you know, for a couple of years. So mm -hmm. in, in web time, that's a really long time. Yeah. So we wanted to get on some, some of the new hotness and we were rebuilding everything anyway. So, you know, it, it actually helps to make it a little clear, like, cause we're like, by no means are we, have we cleaned up that mess we were just talking about? Like that shit's all no. still, oh, <laughs> not all still there, we're, but we're a lot just of just like <laughs> shuffling around. Right. But now it's a, the delineation is a little more clear now. Like now we know, okay, is it SCSS? You know, we're we're moving stuff slowly into that framework and rethinking it as we redesign pieces of the site. Um, and we wanted to stick with a, like a compiler to be able to use some of the strengths of that as far as having variables and um, overrides with includes and having the strengths of the CSS compiler was something that we were like definitely going to move forward with. Yeah, I mean, a simple thing like variables in, in SAS or SCSS like really helps you know, you don't, you don't have like hash codes of, you know, in like colors every, like in no. every place, like yeah. you don't have, you know, sizing and, you know, all that stuff is, is, is contained in your variables and you just use them and it's way more easy. It's easier to make things consistent that way. Yeah. It's also really good of like checking in on designs BS. Like, <laughs> like, okay, that's a new blue. Are you sure you want that blue as opposed to the blue that we already have? Okay, you want the old blue? Great. Like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you want the new blue? Is that going to replace the old one? Like, those sorts of things. So, yeah, it's like, it's one of those great, just like built in checkers, just in case. Yeah. And then nesting and mix ins. And, you know, we, we won't go into like every feature of SAS or SCSS, but it, it's got a lot of really cool stuff that allows, that allows you to reuse code and reuse pieces, um, which is like the core of what we want to do here. Uh, we wanted to make everything reusable. Like basically the thing I asked Laura and she told me, and the, this was really drilled into my head is like, when should I write new CSS? And she's <laughs> so <we> said, never. <laughs> I well, still stand by that. <laughs> she's like, there's probably a class that exists for it. So stop and look for it or ask me. And if there, even if it doesn't, then may, then we can discuss adding a new piece. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, 
the the goal is to have reusable modules that um, can you know be pretty dynamic as far as if you just swap out one class, then it's you know kind of changes the whole look and feel too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so the problem is you know I, I think we may have mentioned this, but you know we have two dedicated front end people who we trust with with writing CSS, um, and then we have everybody else on the team. Um, and we, <laughs> that, just, <that's laughs> that didn't sound oh, great. great, um, but oh. that everybody else knows CSS, they know enough to be dangerous. Um, but we don't want things to bottleneck behind the front end folks, right? Like we want them to work on their projects and build out this core infrastructure without having to constantly like, Hey, Laura, I built this little module that we have to add. Can you style it? And like, it looks hideous and go fix it. Right. That's how we worked for when you first showed up, right? It's yeah. like the backend engineer builds something, vomits some HTML onto a page, and then we hand that to you and you have to make it look good, right? Yeah. Um, and that's not a good way to handle things. Um, if with people who like know enough, um, so essentially what you did, right, is build a library of CSS classes that we can just append or, or add to elements and just and it will fit into the theme and it should just work, right? Like that was the core concept, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically kind of the goal was that of building a framework that other engineers could reach for. Um, I guess, you know, it's kind of similar to the idea of Bootstrap, which is a library mm -hmm. that probably, um, you know, some people might know. And um, so similar to that idea. So we kind of built out all the typography styles, all the color styles, all the border styles, you know, spacing and kind of like, and if you put it all together, then you get, you know, a module. Like if you look at the the Giant Bomb kind of redesign, you can see the cards and kind of see how that could all come together where, you know, there is dedicated spacing for each like kind of types of elements and how much you need. And then you can just add the border class, the spacing and the typography, you know, should kind of be set for the most part. And just by that, you're kind of like good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a really good example. Like the the card, what we call like the item in a carousel or the little thumbnail of a video. Carousel, carousel. <laughs> um, <laughs> that uh, that piece, if you look across the site, looks identical, give or take a couple features that we add in in different places in at every point in the site. And that's not us like copy pasting CSS or making new rules. Like that's Laura built a framework, and now. I can actually go in and just, you know, add some classes and make something look like that very pretty easily. Um, yeah. And yeah. It, and like that module specifically is one that I I actually love the most because that was the conversation that I appreciated the most out of this entire redesign. Because we were talking about how I was approaching it in sketch and just like in my brain where I thought, okay, there's an image, there's going to be some shit on it. That's fine. But then it was like, I think I labeled it as like primary text, secondary text, and then like, timestamp or something like that and then that's when he said what does it mean for primary text like what is what does that even do like what's going to be in there how many times is this going to be different what is secondary and we like really dug into it and that's what i love is that by the end of it it was something that's consistent but it was a back and forth sort of situation where of course we built it where it was going to scale on the actual website but i was able to return that back into sketch and make sure that whatever i was doing was going to like be one-to-one -one with that mm -hmm. So it's like one of those, that's the sort of thing that I loved where I think it kind of just worked out for every, like it worked out well for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And and that's how I kind of got my feet wet in like 
get, actually getting into style stuff was using Bootstrap, the Twitter framework uh, that you were mentioning. Um, and that is kind of a good paradigm to build things off of because even like what like when I didn't know any CSS or knew very little, I could use Twitter bootstrap and like slap a bunch of CSS classes on some things and like make a website that looks good. Um, and so that's kind of the direction we went in and I think it worked really well, um, to make our own bootstrap kind of thing. Um, but to not use bootstrap because like, you know, it, it's, you can only build certain kinds of sites with that <laughs> usually, right? <laughs> well, yeah. like, isn't part of the old framework bootstrap? Like, I, I could have sworn it was like the grid structure. The old framework, right? Um, I haven't necessarily come across bootstrap, yeah. but... Okay. Well, so I think the very first... So if you look at the old uh, SAS files for GameSpot and the ones for the old Giant Bomb site, uh, you'll see... Um, class row and class span 12 like yeah. the old bootstrap this is like six versions ago bootstrap. yeah it's yeah it's so it's clearly based on bootstrap yeah. like i don't know if it was just a I copy paste yeah. <laughs> who knows or just like this copy the, the ideas or whatever but but yeah so that was we didn't build off that this time we we wanted more flexibility right yeah i think it's kind of two things it's it's building um having more flexibility and kind of having our own own styles and deciding what those are that we need so having kind of what Dan is talking about of being able to go back to design and say, here's, here's, you know, so going to the rows, bootstrap gives you, you know, span whatever you want from mm -hmm. one to 12. And in ours, it's, it's instead of saying, okay, what do, what kind of columns do we need? Okay. We need a four column, a three column, a two column. I don't, I think we have a five column too. And I think, you know, and deciding that's what we need and that's it and then if that if a design comes to us that has more than that um you know being able to go back and ask the question of what is the impact of of this different column mm -hmm. design so just kind of having you know paring it down just to what we need yeah uh and i think that's worked really well so far i i've been able to like it, for the first time in a long time, I've been able to like release features and like release new pieces of code without like touching CSS. And you know, at that point, it then it doesn't really have to go in front of Laura or Regina to approve. Like we do code reviews for every line of code we write, and it used to be that like, all right, Laura and Regina, someone wrote CSS, go look at it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, which sucks. Like, you know, we shouldn't have to do that every time, and we should be able to like, no, here. Uh, go someone go review the php and then make sure it works and looks good and then you know uh just if we're using the existing classes so it should all just work um so that, i think that was a huge step uh and like working on giant bomb is now so much easier than working on GameSpot because GameSpot has not moved to this new framework just yet well that yeah. and they just have so many complicated they we have so many complicated <laughs> different styles for like just little nuancey things from page to page or page type to page type so it's yeah. also just like, it's fundamentally very different. And, yeah. and uh, part of the whole thing with us redesigning this is that we wanted something that was going to be vastly simplified, mm -hmm. which I think some people might not be too keen about right now. But it's just like it, making sure that we put down a good foundation. Right. Yeah, this, build off of. this site, as you can tell, is, is really a foundation of new concepts. And, you know... Yo, that, we, that sounds fucking deep. <laughs> and we need to like, you know, the, it it needs to like breathe and like be, be on its own and like see how people interact with it before we start tweaking things. And like, you know, I think I'm sure if you've been on the site over the past 
few days, you've noticed that readability has gotten better. And like it, it can be little tiny tweaks we make here and there. Like Dan and Laura have been working like constantly on like, oh, the spacing and the, the line height of text and like the contrast and the spacing between headers and links and paragraphs. Um, you know, I think that stuff is evolving because we need to like we've been staring at this for a while, so it looks fine to us, but then now get it in front of people and how do people react and people with different needs and how do they react and different giant wide monitors and like, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Rory. <laughs> like, okay, everybody shits on Roy, but I have a 21 by 9 at home. Yeah. I just, I also don't maximize my browser. Yeah, who to fills be... the browser across the... Monsters. Monsters. Uh, monsters. But, uh, so related to that, uh, a lot of the typography stuff is something that, like, I've been, I've lost sleep over, I'm not going to lie, uh, because I want to make sure that everybody can read stuff and it's not too big, not too small. Like, everything fits the way it's supposed to in the hierarchy. Uh, but that took uh, a lot of steps because I think when, before we even started restructuring stuff, there was, I think, like, two different ways of doing type sizes in the old SAS, like mm -hmm. there was one hierarchy that was a completely different hierarchy somewhere. I don't even remember where. And people were using both. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> 12 and a half point <laughs> fucking font. There was like 16, 17, 18. It was all over the place. And, and then assholes like me would go in and be like, nah, this one needs to be 25 pixels because it just looks better. And like now that's just <laughs> a fucking magic number in the middle of our CSS. Yeah, yeah. that's kind times. of part of part of peering down the CSS too. Is that if you have only a little bit, then you just say this is this is the law, and if anything else is, <laughs> you should probably be asking questions to someone. Essentially, yeah. Laura is the law, and she will she will I don't shoot know if you that down. Sounds great. <laughs> no, no, you're no, you're like trying to. Yeah, it, I think mm -hmm. the the backend engineers have over the years been like doing that on the back end like making laws and like no like comment your code in doc block and do all this stuff like mm -hmm. your classes should look your services should work like this your controllers should look like this um and you know we've we're finally applying that same logic to css and you know we just have to retrain ourselves to like the css is just as complicated as a lot of the php on our site and you know so we you should apply that same discipline to writing css and not just be a dummy like me and go in and put pixel sizes on all your text because it looks better that way <laughs> well, like also gosh it saves everybody too because designers can't just waltz in as we do this and say like can we just have the font size just like a smidge smaller <laughs> like it's like okay we have this size it's like size large can we do size medium and like having to do it almost like like t-shirt sizes where like we only have so many and you can't just like fudge in between you can't be like a smedium at all i think we in the old thing i think we have like xl dash small or something like that like i think yeah. we have a couple yeah. of those weird variations i could have sworn but... there was like xl dash two or something <laughs> yeah, like that I think yeah. there are a couple of those but yeah that's that's where we need to, that's where we're like trying to lay down the law and like no like think this through and do it properly yeah so i mean like there's probably people that well i've seen it too that are like wow the font on this particular thing is really big i mean like i'm thinking it too on our side because we're staring at the site every day but it's having to decide like okay if it's sitting where it is now it might be a little bit big if we go down a size is that okay can people still read it because mm -hmm. another thing that we're like really trying to make sure that we do well is be better about accessibility. So can people actually read this thing? 
Yeah. I, I mean, that comes in a bunch of different Like, mm-hmm. I think the first one we started tackling was like colorblindness. Like, because mm-hmm. Jeff, like, is colorblind. He's like, I, these, why do these buttons look the same? Like, I was like, oh, th- that one's red, that one's green. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking see that. Like, oh, right. Like, we should be checking all of our shit on that. Um, and it's hard, it's easy to forget, especially for like those of us who are lucky enough to like <laughs> and see, see colors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, you know, contrast and size, you know, mm-hmm. it, I, I know both you guys, I, I've walked past your desks and you always have like those accessibility testing websites up, like plugging two colors in and making sure you can, and, and as a bunch of people pointed out, we missed a couple of those and we've been trying to go back and, and yeah. do that. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it's also, it's fun to see some people um, get kind of upset because they're like, okay, this is the same color as the rest of the text. I totally get that. It kind of gets lost. Can we just bring it back to the red font color? Mm-hmm. Well, we can't do that because it's inaccessible. Like it, it's actually like it, it totally fails all the tests. So we have to like look back and say, okay, if we're, if we're not going to do that, what are we going to do instead? How does that fit into like, are we going to build this where it's scalable? Like, all of mm-hmm. that sort of nonsense. Well, not nonsense. Legitimately good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like all these like things that seem really minor are actually really big deals for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only something that we want to make for a giant bomb, but also has to scale for all the other sites. Yeah, I think it's that's kind of the the point we're finally reaching. It's like you you don't look at the site anymore through just your own eyes. Like, I think you have to start, you now start looking at it like through as many eyes as you can possibly think of. And, and I think we're starting to do a good job at that, you know, finally. Yeah. Um, we're getting better. And yeah. like, yeah, clearly we're going to mess up stuff along the way, but yeah, uh, yeah we're just going to keep learning and I guess improving. But, but it's, it's a, that's a long process to go through and yeah, we're, we're working on it. And yeah, if, if things may, don't like, oh, this could be like cooler looking or like this could have different colors. It's like, you know, keep all that stuff in mind. We have to think about all that stuff as we as we do that. Right. Yeah. I'm also saying that every day too. like, man, <laughs> what if this was just pink? Because <laughs> pink is awesome. Like the logo for this. Yeah. Uh, podcast you're listening to right now. Oh, yeah. Like I, I did that. pink you could. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I picked Dig that it. on purpose because <laughs> it's like nothing else is on this on the side is that color. So. Really oh God. Yeah, that's that's being the most pretentious ass designer <laughs> I could. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, so um, I guess we could jump into like uh, how just just a quick overview of like how we fi- like the final structure we sort of fell on for yeah. for the site. Um, so, Laura, could you sort of just talk about how how you guys chose to structure the new SCSS and like just general how how it looks? Yeah, so I guess we we tried to start with small elements and then build upon that. So kind of like a, what I was saying before, where we have you know really small pieces, the the borders. We have a like a file with just different borders that are used across the sites and typography and spacing and um, a lot of the layout stuff. Um, we also are using grid. Um, so we. We started with that small stuff and then we build upon that. So then we kind of build into modules and modules being like I was talking about the kind of card elements that are in the carousels and they then, you know, building upon that even further and building out the carousels. So there's, you know, styles that are applied to make the, you know, the carousels look like a carousel rather than just another element on the page. So we just tried to start with the 
smallest reusable piece that we could and then create, you know, medium size reusable piece and then create, you know, the larger sizes that we would, you know, more be used in in one place or the carousels, you know, are used as are a consistent design across the site. We have a design for a carousel. Um, and then, you know, as little as possible looking at kind of page styles. So basically, if you know, we did the small stuff well, then the page styles should be pretty minimal. And so that was kind of our goal was to have as minimal amount of CSS for the page styles because it was all being applied to the bondules and to the elements. Yeah. And I think that the way that kind of manifests for, for us and for like, you know, that that's a really cool organizational structure and it like makes sense as you guys build on top of it. But even in addition to that, like when we, when I want to style something on the site, it's like, okay, I know I need a card. Like I just search, you know, I could just do a quick file, like card.scss. Like, okay, there's my card styles and those are the things I can use and I'm not going to touch it because then I'll <laughs> fuck with the entire site, but I'm going to look at it and see what I can do and see what my options are. I can look at carousels.scss and see like, you know, what, what components I can add to that. I can look at typography and I can see what, what I can add, right? Yeah, so for the module elements, we tried to build out files for each module that are being reused. So like you're saying, the card, the cards have their own CSS file and the carousels have their own CSS file. So if you're looking at the, you know, card template in the HTML, there, there is, you know, a CSS file that mirrors that. So mm -hmm. you aren't looking around and trying to figure out where these styles are or where they're coming from yeah. but they actually are coming from like the one-to-one -one match yeah i think i think how that manifests for me sometimes is like when i'm working on like GameSpot and like the old structure i'll you know do chrome inspector and we have you know map files that map back so you know our compiled css gets mapped back into what file that is in our scss right so in that what that means is in chrome dev tools you know i can look at on giant bomb i can look at a carousel and I can look at a carousel and all the style, all the classes and everything point back to the carousels.scss. And I, now I know like, okay, if I need to fix something here, it's all pointing to the same place. I know where to go. And then if you come back, go back to like some of the older GameSpot stuff or some of the old co code that's still laying around, you know, you'll like hover over stuff and be like, that's going to river.sass. <laughs> and then what is that? And then, okay, then this one's going over to like uh miscellaneous.sass like that makes no sense <laughs> like, um so yeah now like there's a really clear hierarchy of where things are and that has made like that's really sped up front-end development in a way that i've not seen before like here uh or in any place i've worked like you're not just like writing a cs writing css you don't build a page and then write the css for it you as you build the page you assemble pieces that already exist and it like takes shape and i think that's really cool yeah. And also it's like, I think it's kind of sped out the conversation time between design and development. So when Dan's asking for changes, he can just say, you know, I want that, you know, border medium gray 60 and I know exactly what he's saying. And that's <laughs> <laughs> like, they have their own, they're, speak yeah. they're speaking in code now. Yeah, no. <laughs> Our conversations have gotten weird. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, if anybody took off their headphones in the middle of the day, we're like, yeah, you know that 25, can we do a 15? <laughs> and then like changing it, go, yeah, the 15 looks good. Okay, okay. What about medium? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like Dan can now come over to my desk and I'm it, like, you know, he'll he'll say like, oh, we need this feature and I'll build it out real quick. And he's like, no, switch out this. And then like, I'm just in Chrome Inspector, like adding and removing classes and it's like adapting. Like I'm not having to like 
you know, edit the styles oh, there. No. I just add classes and oh, stuff, no. and it just happens. I've officially become the hovering art director. <laughs> you are. Oh, shit. This isn't good. You've, Dan, you've always been that. <laughs> no. Shit. No, like, but that's what, that's, that really helps. Like, just having you over a show, like, no, that needs to look different. Like, I don't know what the fuck it needs to look like. I'm yeah, not a... I, but like, that also, I mean, back when design did front-end engineering, we were thinking about all the, like, the small variables, like, the lines of code that we were going to be writing, trying to assess if we wanted to write new stuff, re reuse terrible old things, like the whole the whole nine yards. And now it actually feels more like doing design work because I'm like, okay, I, okay, so this font, can we make it the next size down? Can we do regular instead of bold? And like, I'm thinking about design stuff and it's just switching out some classes and it's already kind of like done, mm -hmm. which is great because otherwise it would have been, let me write 20 lines of code, <laughs> recompile, which is going to take five and a half minutes. Uh, God, that's not even a joke either. It used to take like five minutes. No, like our old CSS framework, there was one way to, we hadn't hooked up uh, Grunt yet. So Grunt no. is, is a tool that will watch your, yeah, well, Grunt is a bigger tool, but um, we we have a Grunt file that will look at your uh, changes that you make to a file and like automatically recompile just the pieces that that touches, right? Yeah. Like when Dan and I started, you you ran a command in Bash that just said make resources. And like then you went and got a cup of coffee mm -hmm. and came back and realized your font size was off still. So you had to go <laughs> run it again and do it again. Um, and Never that, again. <laughs> so it's nice to to have that fixed um oh, but then that so then that sort of addresses like the core stuff that is the same across all the sites how do we so as we've mentioned in previous episodes we deal with you know three main sites um that are all based on the same common core um so how do we like build like giant bomb needs specific stuff outside the core how do we like build up on that yeah so i guess we we have default styles and we decided that um for what what it needed to be, Comic Vine would be default. And the reason that we chose chose that is because Giant Bomb and GameSpot are more complex sites. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to have the, you know, the simplest simplest implementation be kind of core, which we decided was Comic Vine. So that is but overall there's a lot of overlap there. Um, you know, a lot of the spacing is the same. A lot of the you know, font sizes are the same and um, the color variables are overall the same. And then we will have, you know, site specific styles. For example, Giant Bomb has, you know, the premium yellow. So Giant Bomb has that as a spe site specific style and classes that are associated with that. Mm -hmm. So that um, that's called out on that site. And, you know, the font overrides are, you know, site specific. So we have overall like what we can use in all the sites, we definitely try to use as much as possible and then we'll override it um, when necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A really good example of that is when I asked kind of last minute if we could change the, what was it, the notification icon and the message icon no. up in the nav, which are like specific for Giant Bomb. I don't want to use those on the other sites, but that was a thing where like it's special to just that site and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And it's really simple. Like the, you basically just have override files that mirror exactly what they are in the core and you just like just override what you need to override and like the giant bomb overrides you know it, it's surprising how small they are like individual override 
styles will usually just be like a few lines, right? Yeah. Um, because most of the stuff, you, again, you can do in the common core stuff. But, you know, there's always something here and there that you need changed. Yeah. And most, so far, most are based off of, you know, kind of the the site-specific colors. So, you know, the Giant Bomb Red, the Premium mm -hmm. Yellow, the... So it's, it's it, a lot of it is very site specific. Yeah. And that allows us to know, like, we never have class names that like target a site either. Like we, we never like have styles that are like this class name exists on giant bomb, but not here. So then they don't overlap. Like we always try and do those at proper overrides. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think the, again, the new layout is so much easier, like, you know, and I think it, it, it again makes us think every time we develop a feature like we do this on the back end now more consistently of like can we use this somewhere else like we're doing all this work should we just like do it in a way that work makes sense for everybody because chances are like you know the editors on one site will go check out the other site and like oh that's cool can we have it yeah you can you... well we've talked about that recently about you know like some small features mm -hmm. like well gamespot has that or giant bomb has that yeah. like can we get that too? Yeah, of course. Like it's still there. Yeah, and it feels yeah. really cool when uh, when when someone's like, "Can we have that?" And I'm like, "You already do." <laughs> <laughs> I just manifested it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but yeah, like even on the design side, that's something that like I don't want to have to rethink certain things. But also, like fundamentally, you shouldn't have to think differently about certain uh, aspects. Mm -hmm. Like if it was an article or like a words thing where it's a lot of long text or like, you know, forum posts or mm -hmm. comments. Uh, you shouldn't be designing for comments or anything particular to one site. You should be concerned about legibility in general. Mm -hmm. So if you fix it in one place, it should be fixed everywhere. And if you want to improve it, everybody gets the improvement. And that is made super easy when I'm only given an option to fix it in one place. Like that's why this whole core infrastructure thing matters so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and again, like, that, that was, was kind of sort of the same thing we had to, like, why why is the giant bomb redesign taking so long? Like, a bunch of people kept asking us, I was like, no, we're still building this common <laughs> We're thing. doing it right. And then when the GameSpot redesign, I'm, I'm not saying that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be 10 yeah. minutes, it'll be 10 minutes, like, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from front end side, it's all set up now. Yeah, sure. it's all done. Sure. It's sure. Hey, Dan, it's done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, oh, God, yeah. okay. I just, that that's not it. Don't make that joke. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the biggest goal with the CSS restructure was for kind of the ease of reuse. And I mean, and it's also the hardest goal of how do you build a CSS structure that's scalable and first of all, and then scalable across three sites. So um, <laughs> also, if you could do that while while we are building the site. Yeah. yeah, while we're doing redesign and oh, by the way, it's game of the year. So stop and do game of the year. And yeah. oh, wait, now it's E3. Stop and do E3. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's why this took so long. And that's, you know, I can't imagine how frustrating that was <laughs> to like. Yeah, it's like I think it's particularly challenging, though, that uh, you have to think about this. Like here's a finished like framework sort of thing that we want to have in two or three years or however long it's going to take, but we kind of need it right now. So <laughs> could you think about it both right now and then 24 months in the future? Yeah. It's like yeah, building the car while you're driving it. Like is, yeah. I don't know that, that was kind of what we were doing at some point at some points. Yeah. Not we, yeah. <laughs> well, Laura, yeah, I, the Royal, we like Laura was doing most of that. Yeah. Um, so Cool. Well, any other topics we want to talk about CSS stuff? Anything we missed before we jump into questions? 
nothing. No. Any burning like points on your mind, Laura, that you you think about the redesign? What I guess what to summarize it all, like how how do you think this went? Like you've done I think we we talked like in previous jobs, you've done like six site redesigns or something on one site, like <laughs> within um within the course. How did this one go? Like what what can you what are the takeaways from it? Um, I think like overall, I think it went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I am hesitant to say that I'm happy in the with the place that it's gotten <laughs> to because only time will tell whether mm-hmm. or not um it ended up in a good spot. And I'm sure there will be things that we will later be like, why did we make this decision? <laughs> Just <laughs> um, and someone can be angry at me <laughs> a few years in the future, but um. You know, I think it's it's working well. Like mm-hmm. like you said, um, you and Chris have both used kind of the the framework that I set up and have both, you know, thought that it's worked well and been able to just kind of grab and go, which is, you know, the biggest goal and definitely, you know, one of the biggest compliments for me of like that that is the hope for this. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's gone really well and and don't worry, I still sometimes like I, you know, I've been here for almost four years at this point. Like sometimes I'll be like, who is the fucking idiot that des- built it like this? Oh, it was me. <laughs> do that, <laughs> yeah. Get, yeah, do get, that, get, get blame, blame and then, yeah. and then quietly cry in the corner as you're like, I'm the idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I like anytime that I had ever done that, I laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought, like, cause we all know me when I'm in the office and I get angry about something, I get loud about it. I'm like, who's this <laughs> fucking <laughs> asshole? <laughs> type, 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 type. type. Ah oh, shit! <laughs> well, the the worst thing I ever did, I I added a keyboard shortcut to my Sublime text that like does a git blame, and like I just I just do you know command slash or whatever. It's like who the oh goddamn it! Like so now the process is at least quicker. So like before I start getting angry, I always do a git blame. It's like was it me? It's like okay now I can be angry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, nice, nice. <laughs> no, I don't really. It, I don't really care. Um, cool. Well, I. I Wrote down a, a list of some questions here uh, that we got. Uh, we're pulling questions from the comments section of uh, these episodes. Um, so if you go to the site and write some stuff in the comments, we'll we'll be pulling stuff here and there. And um, we may not get to all of them, but uh, we are looking at all of them. And we'll try and respond also uh, in the comments uh, and on Twitter. I've, I've been responding to people on Twitter and forums and that Reddit, uh, a bunch of Reddit threads. Yeah, we're so we're, we're around, but uh, we'll address some of them here. Um, so yeah, the first question, uh, Dan, is it's podcast podcast on iTunes? Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so I worked with Jeff on this. He did most of the work. I had to get him artwork and weird confines that Apple was looking for mm-hmm. finally worked. Uh, so it's up. I am subscribed. You guys should be too. Yeah. Hopefully. You don't have to like do weird RSS shit anymore. Like yeah. you can actually just search on it and it's on, uh, Stitcher. I saw there and pocket casts and. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cause it, I think they just like copy iTunes feed somehow. I don't know. But uh, so I've, I've checked. It's in a bunch of different places. So yeah. Um, yeah. And like a huge thing for us too, is that if you don't mind leaving a review, uh, good or bad, just like leave something, uh, hopefully good. But uh, yeah, if you don't mind doing that, that would mean a whole lot to us on the iTunes. I'm sure all the other places have some sort of something. Uh, but I mean, that's also outside of like, if you have questions or concerns. Yeah. yeah questions, concerns, you can leave those on the site or tweet at us or whatever. But uh, yep. but yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. Uh, and then, you know, we had a couple of people asking about like, you know, missing features here and there. I think we addressed some of this last time, but like someone was asking about flagging comments. It's like, oh, you know, that's something that I think we just, you know, it needs to be added back in or, you know, uh, 
I, another one was like links to the wiki uh, on video pages. And like we're working on that, adding that back in. So that stuff will be coming back. And please do, um, if, if you see a missing button, it's like, oh, why did they take this out? Like, why did they stop supporting this? Chances are we didn't. Um, and we either just <laughs> forgot about it or like missed it. Like, you know, this site redesign was huge and sometimes we didn't copy over a button or like we accidentally overrode something, um, and it's missing. Uh, so when you shout to yourself, why did they get rid of my favorite feature or this feature we needed? Uh, we probably didn't get rid of it. Um, the code's probably still there. We just probably missed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be there. Oh God, the next question though. Like this one I'm I'm genuinely excited about because I know like our reasoning on the inside, um, like I, it's hard for me to describe, but basically it's why did we release so soon after the beta? Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, saw the beta go up and assumed like, okay, it'll run for like a month or like a couple months and um, and then we'll, you know, we'll address all the feedback and release, you know, a site with all the feedback addressed, right? Um, and I think in a perfect world, we would have done that. Um, you know, it it does suck like, you know, the fe some features were broken and like some stuff was missing. And, you know, I can see how that might be frustrating to someone who's like, we told you about this in the beta and you didn't fix it. What the hell? Um, and I think that comes down to, I mean, the overall, like, you know, ask a, I, I don't want to actually use this metaphor because it's really pretentious. like ask a painter when he's done with his paint. Like, you know, oh, you're yeah. never like actually done. But the, the core of it is like, you know, we could have just sat back and addressed all that stuff for the next few weeks or months. But like we want people to be using it. And we saw that traffic was dipping on the beta and like not as many people were there. And and we just wanted people to use it. And like because some feedback was like, oh, this feature, I don't I don't like this feature. Or like I this this seems cool, but you know, and like like okay, well, we want you to use it more. And I don't know, it was just a combination of a lot of different things. And not to mention like Jeff was like, hey, we want the beta site out. And you know, Dave, the business guy, was like, hey, when's that site coming out? We got, you know, Black Friday's <laughs> we, coming up. I, I don't know. We got deals, man. <laughs> we got deals. Um, and, and so it was a lot of that stuff. It's like, there was a lot of pressures coming in. It's like, and when we, right before we launched the beta, we're like, okay, what is considered a successful beta? Yeah. And the parameters we came down to were like, are people in general kind of positive and happy about it and interested in it um, and giving us good feedback? Um, and do people just absolutely hate it and are like on fire about it? Yeah. Um, and we released it and to a pretty decent reception, like we had, you know, a bunch of positive comments, some negative comments, uh, a bunch of suggestions. Um, but in the end it was like, none of this stuff is like game breaking. Yeah. Like, I mean, fundamentally, uh, across the team, uh, from a lot of different people, honestly, the, the feedback was, because a lot of us have worked on a bunch of redesigns and just like major launches and all that. A lot of us actually stepped back and we could say that this was one of the better launches that we've been a part mm -hmm. of, uh, which means a lot. So I think having that sort of perspective uh, coming in and then saying, okay, now we know the things that people want mm -hmm. because it's just been us for gosh, like a year now. Yeah. Um, so just getting insight on how people felt about things like, continue watching. I would not have expected that if we didn't have the beta. Mm -hmm. um, and those the major details that I, we were just a little bit blind to, mm -hmm. that is what the beta was for. Of mm -hmm. course, like for things like bugs and all the other stuff, that's cool. But it's to just 
get more eyes on the thing. And it, it was actually a really tough call for everybody to say, yeah, we're going to launch this pretty soon because I like for me, it's like, yeah, I want to fix a bunch of shit before we get it out. But, uh, yeah. And we had a spreadsheet, a massive spreadsheet of like, <laughs> still do, feedback, <laughs> yeah, still, still do, do. <laughs> of feedback, bugs, like all kinds of things. And, you know, we categorized it all and sorted out and we all sat in a meeting together and we drew a line in the spreadsheet. Like, what can we get done by this date? Mm. And we drew a line and we looked at the stuff that was on the top and we looked at the stuff that was on the bottom and we asked Jeff and we talked to basically everybody. It was like, is this a viable thing to release? And would you be happy with this being the new giant bomb? And the, universally what the, the staff said was like, yes, if you get everything done above that line, we are happy. Like, this is a good site. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay. Then that was kind of our lines. Like, all right, that that's the line. And we're like, Laura, can you get that done in two weeks? And she was <laughs> that like, was the I biggest don't know. Question mark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and she did. And it, like everybody did. And we got all that stuff done that was above that line and, and some other stuff mm -hmm. um, in time. So we're like, all right, pull the trigger. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And those other like in the in that span from the beta launch to the full release, there was other things like I'll get into it in another episode, but there was this whole issue around font licensing. <laughs> and in the span of those, like what, three weeks that we had the beta, I finally got the licensing figured out and I went to Lauren and I said, Hey, <laughs> can we switch out some, some stuff? Not like it's going to be a big change or anything like that. And like that got like fit in. So yeah. that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there's never nothing is ever going to be perfect i don't think and like if we were chasing down perfection like you guys would have never been on the new site and we would have gone insane and that nobody yeah. wants nobody wants that yeah. um but so we we drew a line and and i hope like and i just wanted to be clear like we're not done like just because it's done with beta doesn't mean like this is the site you got and as you can see we talked about the release notes uh, and then we have a huge other package of release going out uh after this and and more after that. So, you know, we're not done, but we had reached a point where like, no, this is, this is good. Um, and yeah, and we'll, we'll continue to work on it though. Cool. Oh man. So I've, I've actually seen this question a ton. Yeah. So, uh, QL crew, that's a site. Yeah. And, and this kind of like, yeah, some people were asking about like, we kind of wanted QL crew. Like we wanted all this sorting and filtering and, and all this stuff. Um, and, and like a, basically an expert mode for giant bomb, like, like you guys, you know, part of a lot of the redesign was like, Hey, like, how do we get new people interested or like people who are more casual or like, you know, part of the site, part of the redesign was that like, you know, wanting to show what giant bomb is to new people. Cause we, we want new people to come and experience it. Like, you know, while also retaining some tools for power users, like, the fact that you can go back and find seasons and episodes that that were way harder to find like that was part of it like part of the stuff for the hardcore people like you know we still have the video listing of every video that comes out we still you know the watch list like is is try continue watching is trying to build off of like people who constantly come back so we have some of those features um but we didn't just build ql crew and a lot of people are asking why like you know this this one dude did it and like built this awesome site. Like why guys, why can't you guys do it? And he must be so tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that site is awesome. And I have used it sometimes myself to find stuff, uh, cause it's easier than running database queries, you know, but, um, I think that is 
that's something I want to do. And I want to build better tools like that. Uh, some of it's a data problem. We don't have the data in a lot of cases that, you know, it, that's a user tagged site. Like users have gone through and tagged a bunch of stuff, a bunch of data. Um, so we need data. We need, um, you know, a cool interface, like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. That's something we'll, we want to do. Like we didn't, we're not trying to make like giant bomb for babies or whatever, or like whatever, like derogatory. <laughs> like, I think I saw that in one of the comments. Um, but like we're, we will be going back and building that stuff. Like that's, that's stuff that we want. And, you know, we had to, again, draw a line somewhere of like, how much do we build and how much do we save for later? Yeah. So there's two parts for me. Uh, one, when you talk about functionality for, uh, it sounds like a shitty term, but the old timers, the people that have been here for a long time, um, just because it's easy to use doesn't mean that it's not powerful. So things mm -hmm. like seasons, mm -hmm. super powerful. If you're looking for something that's from eight years ago, that was in August, it used to be a lot harder to find. And now it's actually a lot easier mm -hmm. on, on giant bomb. Um, and like that sort of stuff, we, I want to keep building. So it's easy to use without having to have like a fucking manual to use it. Yeah. And, which I mean, like there's some sites that, that's just their, their thing. That's cool. Definitely not QL crew. Like that's actually super straightforward too. Yeah. Uh, but with QL, uh, that raises the question for me, uh, not like it's a good or a bad thing at all for that site, but like, uh, the difference between being able to have the ability of doing something and asking why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to make sure that if we're going to be adding in functionality, that's close to that, that it's, still fits in with like how we want to be able to do things on our side and like how Jeff and Vinny and all the other guys and, and gals want to be able to do their stuff mm -hmm. uh, without it having some sort of negative consequence that we didn't think about. Like yeah. I, I really want to think that stuff through because it can become very powerful, but I just want to make sure that it's done with the best intentions. Yeah. Uh, so I think more to come on that. Like we, you know, we're not done adding features. Like we're not just fixing bugs now. Like we're still thinking about new features. And, you know, as I said, as we've been talking about this whole episode, like we've built a common core, like now let's do some weird shit with it. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> keep fucking weird. So, oh, it's kind of related to what we were talking about, but it's this whole thing. JavaScript frameworks. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, I saw this question a lot. Like, uh, I know a lot of people, that were listening to the episode um, wanted to hear like maybe their front end engineers working on JavaScript and stuff. They want to know what frameworks are used. Like I hear people asking like, do we use react and like, will we um, like what kind of technologies are you using? Um, and I think that merits like a whole episode discussion. So I think one of the future episodes pretty soon will be how do we do our JavaScript and, and you know, how, how we do that piece of front end. Um, so I won't go too much into it here. Um, short answer. We don't use react right now, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, we, we do want to go way more in depth with JavaScript stuff. Cause I know a lot of people use that. And, uh, I think we have some cool stuff we've built, um, with JavaScript. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That actually makes me think about like, what if instead of doing like game of the year, we had a round table thing where everybody got to make their case of like what new cool shit we have to add in. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody just screaming about react. Like it's fucking great, man. <laughs> no, I want view <laughs> vanilla. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. And then 
Outside of that, it's just, what are we going to talk about next, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, a bunch of people have been asking, uh, not just about JavaScript, but what other topics and stuff. Like, a lot, I know a lot of people want to hear about chat. I've heard that a few times, or like Infinite, how Infinite works. And I think, uh, so yeah, w I want to do episodes on chat, on Infinite, on, on JavaScript frameworks. Um, I think soon I want to do an episode on design and like actually hear Dan talk for, for a long time on like how that how all these concepts started and and how it all worked, you know, the genesis of all those ideas. So um, I think we're going to go deep into that one of these upcoming episodes too. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping for really soon. And that's also going to be a great episode because it's just going to be me <laughs> with a bunch of whiskey be like, so these motherfuckers. <laughs> no, it's actually, no, it's, it's going to be really good. Uh, but it's definitely not going to be a technical episode. It's going to be, you know, feelings and, it's like a different kind of colors. Technical. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's technical because it does like, like we were talking about today, it has to fit into kind of how, how the front end works and, and you can't just go off on your own and, <laughs> but oh. you could. And, <laughs> yeah. use, and you, you know, user behavior and like UX patterns yeah. and like there's people who get degrees like Dan, uh, just did in in yeah. or Dan did uh, yeah. in finally a college graduate. <laughs> Congratulations, to Dan. I mean, that was a few months ago now, but uh, yeah, but yeah, there's there's full like uh, you know universities that focus on this stuff. It's a very complicated topic, and uh, I don't understand it. Also, side note, I'm not like early twenties, just graduated from college. <laughs> <laughs> Way fucking older than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I actually know a lot of people that are going for HCI, which is human computer interaction. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this whole thing for it. So hopefully, yeah, we'll have a we'll have an episode on that so we can jam on some design. Yeah. Excited. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's it for questions. Yeah. Yeah. I, there were, there's a bunch in there and, you know, we'll get in the comments and, and answer a bunch more and, and keep asking if we didn't answer it, I, we may not have seen it sometime. So yeah, keep asking if it's, it's, if it's a burning question you want to know about and we'll, we'll keep looking, put them in the comments of this episode. Yeah. But Laura, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this was really good. It was, uh, I just love talking about this, listening about the CSS <laughs> stuff. It's really nice. Yeah, and thanks for building most of the giant bomb redesign, yeah. uh, to be honest. It was, it was, there was a lot of Laura doing that. So, yeah, it was fun. Cool. Well, I guess uh, take it easy and then we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. See ya.